Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard give their insights on how to speak the language of your teen. Let's hear what they have to say. Today we're going to talk about speaking your kid's language. <laughs> you know, language has really changed. Wouldn't it be fun to uh, compare oh, yeah. each decade along the way? Oh, it's changed so much. I mean, I get the opportunity to speak with kids every week, and I'm standing in front of them, and I'll start to explain something, and I kind of read their faces, <laughs> and I've looked at them and said, you don't understand a thing I'm saying, <laughs> do you? And they, they shake their heads. They just shake their heads, and they go, nope. And I go... Okay, that's my responsibility. Uh-huh. It's not theirs. And so how do I explain things to them in a way that they can understand it and pick it up and learn a lesson is the challenge that I have as somebody who's trying to communicate with them. And it's not just words. Language involves a lot. Oh, it does. I mean, it, I mean, the way you present yourself, the attitude, the arena that you create. The, the whole context. It, of it. it really is. The, the, the bigger picture is so important. I think most kids hear nothing but judgment coming from parents, youth ministers, pastors, and 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 not. I don't say that negatively. I don't think that's the intent of any parent, youth minister, or pastor. I think that's how they hear it because they're in a world that is so difficult. It's a new year and some new resolutions in your family, perhaps, uh, to do things differently in this year. I hope things are done a little bit differently. You know, I, I know that I don't do things the way I did them 10 years ago. Uh, I would probably have a much easier time doing things the way that I did them 10 years ago. But I, I wouldn't be effective. I think at some point you kind of go, I have got to make some changes in my life to engage with people differently. And it doesn't mean that the message changes. It means that I change the presentation. Mm -hmm. So the message remains the same. The messenger has got to change to adapt to the needs of those around them. And the way that I spoke to young life kids or church kids back in the 70s and 80s, it doesn't work with kids today. I've got to engage at a different level. Understanding our kids' language really has to start with understanding the world's influence on them. It does. You know, and I think you look at it a little bit differently. You know, I was suspended from school in elementary school no. uh, for listening to the Beatles. <laughs> and it's and it's funny now that no matter where I go, I hear Beatles songs in elevators, at doctor's offices, and all those places. You know, I what we have found out is that we really think that a lot of things that affected us really didn't. And I'm not going to talk about, the, you know, the evils of music or whether they've affected people or not. But I think that every parent needs to call into question perhaps what's going on in the world that, that is going to make an impact on the life of my child and what is going to pass as a fad. What is something I can let go of? You know what? My dad hated me for wearing bell-bottom pants. Is that right? You know what? I don't think bell-bottom pants changed anybody's life or changed the world. They sure didn't last long. That's right. Thankfully. That's right. I think about the number of fights we had over hair. And it's amazing to me that people want to shave their head now. You know, I'm going, what was so significant at one time became so insignificant at another time. But what happened in the process of that is that it ruined a lot of relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I have to look and say, what are those things that 
have the possibility of ruining relationships? And how do I relieve those from the pressure that is caused within my family and learn to let go of some things? My child is going to learn some lessons later on in life. I don't have to teach them all of them right now, but I've got to learn which needs to stick and which needs to fall to the ground. Hey, many of you know that this podcast and our radio broadcast and conferences and seminars that that we put on across the country are all listener supported. And our desire is to help families everywhere and continually offer help and hope to parents and teens in a broken world. Your financial support makes all that happen. Would you be so kind to remember us in your year-end giving? All donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Hey, thanks for your help. You can donate at parentingtodaysteens.org. That's parentingtodaysteens.org. When you have questions, by the way, you can send them to us through our website, parentingtodaysteens.org. Here's one from a parent who says, as soon as our son turned 13, he became a different child. He's failed seventh grade, does not want to go to school. He yells at me, pushes me, does not do anything I ask of him. He's withdrawn and stays only in his room. He does not talk to me. I don't know what to do for him. I have tried everything. Yeah, you know, the two great statements in this email is, I don't know what to do. I mean, I think when a parent gets to the point, they say, I don't know what to do, and I've tried everything. So what that means is you have spent what you have been given, and so you need to get something different. To think that if you just keep doing it over and over again, that it's going to change the life of your child, it won't. If you're looking for that miracle scripture that's going to change your child's life, it's not there. And it's not that I don't believe in the authority of Scripture, but I believe you've got to change your approach a little bit and engage at a different level because whatever you have been doing, if it's not working, you've got to change yeah. along with the changes that you see in your child. Your child turns 13, puberty begins to hit, moves into the seventh grade. It's a whole different world. Maybe he's being abused at school by other kids. And I'm not talking about sexual or emotional abuse, but maybe they're picking on him. Maybe he doesn't feel like he's prepared. Maybe he's seeing that... that he's not as neat as he always thought he was. Maybe his innocence is being lost to the cruelty of the world. Instead of always going back and and hammering a child like that, this is where we engage with a child and let them know their love, that we care for them. There's some reason why they're walking into their room and eliminating themselves. I mean, it's shame. It's Hmm. contempt. They are looking at themselves and saying, I'm not worthy. This is where a parent embraces a child who's going through this difficult time and says, I want you to know that no matter if you fight me or you push me or whatever you do, I'm still going to love you. Come on, let's go do something. Let's go spend some time together. Let's go fishing. You know, I hear kids say that all the time. I just want to go fishing with my dad. I said, well, does your dad know it? (laughs) No. Why don't you tell him? He doesn't want to go. And I go, just, we need to offer something to these kids during that time. It is a struggling time for them. Now, at the same time, I tell you this. The disrespect of yelling has got to stop. Yes. There's another side, anything physical. I tell kids all the time, I don't care whether they're 12 years old or 13 years old, if you become physical, you will be arrested. 
I don't care who it is. Kids have got to learn. You cannot express your anger in those ways. And so I set the boundaries and I create the atmosphere that longs for something good for them. And it's both and. I mean, people would tell you all the time, I discipline hard. I mean, I am a hard discipline kind of guy. I believe in consequences. Uh, big consequences. I believe that the hotter the stove is, the less chance they'll they'll have again of ever sticking their finger back on it. <laughs> big, big, big consequences. Big consequences. But you know what? I believe equally in loving a child in such a way that they have been loved beyond what they could have ever imagined. And those two coupled together has an amazing way to stop the behavior and engage in a relationship so I can share with them some truths about how to get through this difficult time. When our teens are just being teens in this cultural context that's changing so rapidly and their language is changing, their whole world is changing, do parents sometimes maybe withdraw a little bit and say, I don't understand that, so I'm, I'm just going to, oh, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. remain engaged here. Yeah, they do. You know, I mean, I've heard more words that you would have never heard years ago. But, you know, you have to realize they're growing up in the influence of stuff they hear on the radio, not Christian radio, yeah. but what they hear on the radio, what they hear on TV, what they see on TV. It's actually pretty shocking. Know, it really is. and But that's their world. Now, I've grown up in a world that was absent of that. And so I see the difference between the mm-hmm. two, but they've grown up in a world where it's everyday use of words. And so somewhere a parent's got to say, okay, if I hear those words, you know, if my dad would have heard those words, there would have been a bar of soap in my mouth. And I mean, I'm not joking. <laughs> I, I know. There, there would have been a bar of soap in my mouth. But you know what? You can't do that today because it's so extreme because that's normal for them. That doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean that I'm I'm given license to saying, well, it's okay to do that. But it helps in your understanding because when you begin to understand your child's you know, culture they live in, what you said at the beginning, mm-hmm. was is, is that it changes your approach and it softens you because you understand what they're going through. Mark, your final word to us today on speaking our kids' language. You know, just I, I'm just going to say it real quick. You know, ask some thought-provoking questions and value their answer. When you ask a question of somebody, you're really transferring value to them. You're saying, you're important to me. Show an interest in things and activities that they're interested in. Spend some one-on-one time. And I, and I would tell everybody, do this. Here's your practical application for the day. Only correct your child on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> and then spend Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, affirming them. Don't say one thing negative. Don't correct them. And then on Sunday, give it a rest. Great idea. You know, but just spend some time, you know, away from always having to correct them. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.